Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode number 213, which we are recording live and in segments from Stitches West 2020. I'm Gail. I'm Charlene. And we are having a very good time and we'll give you little glimpses into each day as we go. We hope you enjoy. So we're at Stitches West 2020. I can't believe it's 2020, that date. When I see it and say it still kind of blows me away. 2020. This is Friday morning. We have finished day one, which was Thursday, yesterday. Gail and I were working in the Western Sky Knits booth. And we say working loosely. It wasn't working. (laughs) It's really hanging out with our friends and playing with yarn. But we are setting up the booth. We are actually working, but in a good way. But we got things done. Yeah, the booth looks beautiful. This year, they had actually gotten some of the yarn up before we arrived. So it was already a work in progress when we arrived. Last year when we arrived, it was just boxes and stuff on the ground. So <laughs> And that so much yarn. So it's much yarn. amazing when you see all the bags and boxes in any yarn vendor's booth and the before and then the after. It's simply transformative. It is. It's quite amazing. <laughs> I've been struggling with the cold. And yesterday I was setting up Kim's Merino 17 DK base and worsted base on two particular sets of shelves. And they just kept handing me more and more and more bags to fit on the shelves. And at one point I looked at Charlene and I said, I need to take a break. I need to eat or something. I cannot be defeated by yarn because I kept thinking, how am I going to put all of this stuff on these shelves? How is it possibly going to fit? But it did. I did. We ate lunch and I won the battle against the yarn. <laughs> I was taking it personally at that point. <laughs> Most of the day we spent setting up the booth. Yeah. And, and then in the evening. There was, it's what they call a preview. And the show floor is open for sales, and you can take a walk around, look at things. And traditionally, Thursday night is less crowded, which it was. So it's often a good time just to take a leisurely stroll through and a first glance at things. Some people use Thursday night to go purchase their absolute must-have items that they know that they want, which Gail and I did a little bit of that. Yeah. I'd say Thursday was more crowded this year also because now Stitches sells. So pre-2020, the Thursday preview was only available to people who registered for either the full Stitches event, (laughs) yeah, full flight, or if they were taking classes at Stitches, then you could have entry into Thursday evening. Well, now they sell tickets into the marketplace on Thursday evening. And yesterday was definitely more crowded in the evening than previous years. There were lots of purchases. But still light. Yeah. Lighter than it will be today. Yes. 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 I'm glad that we went to Sincere Sheep Mm -hmm. because Brooke of Sincere Sheep, she has these stunning, unique bases that are not super wash yarn, different breeds of sheep, and all naturally dyed. And usually by the time we make it to her booth, the colors have been picked over really, really well because everybody who knows her stuff goes to her early to get their pick of colors. And last night I got some pink yarn from her <laughs> that is just beautiful. It's a Rambouillet 
wool base, 100% Rambouillet, and the colorway is called Hot Pants. And it's a beautiful, perfect for me pink. And I was just giddy when I saw it. I was like, oh, a pink I love! And I'm thrilled. So thanks to the preview, I was able to score a beautiful sweater quantity of yarn. And I don't usually talk about my purchases at Stitches, but that was like a unicorn yarn purchase. So I was very, very excited about that. And very excited about it. And then a couple new things I noticed on the show floor at a couple booths. There were a couple dyers that had an interesting new base, including Kim of Western Sky. She has, and some other booths also have, what I think everybody is calling a slubby fingering wool base. And it is a traditional applied fingering yarn, but it has every so often these little slubs as if you had been spinning and you left a little slub there on the yarn. And that's just like a little poof of wool, if you don't know what a slub is. It's almost like a little tiny pom-pom. Kind Kind of, of. but very tiny. Very tiny. Very interesting on the skein. I couldn't picture what it would look like. And then while we were walking around on the show floor, we saw someone that had an entire sweater made out of the slubby fingering held with a traditional plied fingering, and it looked really cool. It was adorable. It was a, really cool. A unique knitted fabric. Very unique, and in addition to getting a uniquely dyed colorway, your fabric is also going to be completely unique once you make your sweater or garment, whatever you make with it. I thought it was pretty cool yeah we were both kind of enchanted by yeah the whole look. i'm definitely considering making something with this i don't think it's for every sweater no. because you wouldn't want slubbies for example fighting with a lace pattern something like no. that it looked really good in just plain stockinette stitch it, it was a weekender sweater it was a weekend that's Mallory, right so you it's kind of a blank canvas. That's right. So it was plain stockinette fabric, and it was held together with another fingering, and it just looked fabulous. It was very I really pretty. liked it. Yeah. That's one yeah. thing. Now. As I talk about it more and more, I'm realizing I really did like it, just because it was something unique and different. Yep. Yeah, hadn't seen it. And one of Besides all of the friends who we've already seen and all of the people who have already introduced themselves to us, that's always a highlight here. The other highlight for me last night, and I apologize, we are underneath the San Jose International Airport where planes take off and land constantly, (laughs) so we can't really find a time where there isn't an airplane noise. But we were walking through the show floor last night, and the Forbidden Fibers booth, had one of the most beautiful pieces of knitwear I've ever seen. It was a wedding dress, and the bodice was tank style, and it was all lace with beadwork, the entire bodice. And it had kind of a, the bodice went down low on the hips, and then it transitioned into stockinette with sparkly yarn that, ombre from natural 
into light blush pink and then the very bottom it was a darker pink very bottom of the dress it was stunning it was absolutely really stunning cool. really cool the beads on the lace work were tiny little tube beads and they were just a clear color so they were so sparkly mm-hmm. and in the lighting they Traditionally, there is not great lighting in stitches, but it is the big halogen overheads. So it was showing off the sparkly, even though it does give an odd color cast, but you could see the sparkle and it was so nice. Oh, remember to take a picture of that. Oh, that, yeah, we definitely should. Definitely should. Put it in the show notes. It's stunning, stunning dress. Yes. And then the other thing that I noticed, which I'm, really excited about is just that we're starting to see more non-superwash wools. Yes. Which is fun because the non-superwash wools really have a different color palette. Even when the indie dyers use the same dyes, the wool takes the color very differently and it's a much more muted Mm -hmm. palette and seems like in the in the more muted palette so many of the colors go together really well and it's just exciting to see the different offerings because we are start also in addition to the non-superwash wool a lot of the wools are coming from the USA so that's kind of cool right smaller carbon footprint mm-hmm. and supporting US sheep breeders obviously and not only do they take the color different, but usually the non-superwash bases aren't merino wool either. So Ramboulet, Cormo, I think Kim's base, Mountain Montana, I think is the name of the base or something like that. And I think it's Ramboulet. So I think it is. Yeah, Correct. they're non-superwash different breeds as well, which is a really different tactile knitting experience than merino right so then especially superwash merino which is really smooth so i'm really looking forward to seeing more of those types of bases because that's usually it's hard to find that here at stitches Mm -hmm. besides sincere sheep you don't really see that in any of the booths so it's exciting well biche bouche yarn i don't think is merino and that's non-superwash so we saw that last year and they're here again this year so that's another, a very large display of non-superwash mm-hmm. versus like a little tiny section in someone's booth. So yeah, it's really exciting to see yeah. the yeah. kind of, maybe the trends will shift more in yeah, that direction. Exactly. Who knows? And we also had the pleasure of chatting with listeners. Thank you so much to everybody who came up and said hello. It's always fun for Gail and I. Always kind of surprising. Yes. Gail and I are a little shy, so it's always surprising. I but still it blush. was very fun. I still blush. <laughs> and should I tell the salad story? Sure. So, like I said, I've been struggling with this cold, and my brain has been kind of dim because of the cold. And we were bringing all of our stuff into the hotel yesterday. We had just arrived and bringing everything in and we're excited and everything. And I was trying to balance Charlene's small cooler on top of my suitcase. And I was doing a really good job. I was being very careful and making sure it didn't fall. And she's done this before. I knew she has done this before. So this is not an issue. (laughs) Yeah, it's not a new thing. 
Well, we come into the lobby, and I'm very carefully going over the bumps of the carpet and everything, and I still don't know how it happened, but halfway through the lobby, I somehow managed to lose the cooler, which fell on the ground, face, you know, top down, spilled all the contents out onto the ground, and our salads, we usually bring our own food, and the salads that we usually bring are in containers that are very difficult to open. Well, not only did it pop open, it like flung chicken all over the floor. <laughs> so I'm standing there looking down at this cooler that has exploded all over the floor and the salad that has exploded all over the floor, embarrassed, like, how did I manage to do that? And all I could think of was the Yarniacs have arrived. <laughs> it was ridiculous. <laughs> and with that, that was day one. <laughs> we'll check in tomorrow. So here we are on the Saturday morning following day two of Stitches West 2020. We're sitting in our hotel room looking out at the top floor of the convention center parking lot, watching the cars come in, watching the happy knitters flow into the convention center. We also have a view of the 49ers football stadium and the convention center as a whole across the way. And there are a few people meandering in as we speak. I, I believe the classes have already started. So students have already arrived and probably the folks that are arriving now are mostly vendors and people who are here for the market for the day. And it's so fun to watch the parking lot fill up and watch people yes, wander <laughs> in. It's, you know, people watching from the knitter's perspective. As we sit here and knit and chat about our day, yes. yesterday was yes. a great day. We actually worked in the Western Sky Knits booth much more than usual because they were so busy. It was fantastic. So Charlene and I were there for a couple hours yeah. to have Kim and Heather take lunch breaks and such, and just a really fun, action-packed sort of day. I was, <laughs> it was. I had like a an excited buzz from <laughs> how busy it was in the booth. Lots of people came to say hi. Lots of people just asking us for color recommendations for especially colorwork sweaters seem really hot right now. Yes, they do. In DK and worsted weight. So there were a lot of color schemes happening, which was really fun. Our local friends from Santa Cruz were here yesterday also. So we hung out with them a little bit. And it was just a really, really fun day. Not a whole lot of shopping happened because no. we were busy doing stuff, which was really fun. Yeah. One of the definite trends that I have noticed is the combining of yarns trend. People mm -hmm. are figuring out two fingering weight yarns to use together, one mohair or a lace weight. The slub yarn. Yeah, the slub yarn has been figuring into that, or even combining a lace weight with a heavier gauge, like a DK or worsted. People are doing creative things, and I, I like that. <laughs> I think it's also a really great way to use up stash. Yes. A really great way yeah. to use up stash, because then you can combine smaller quantities to make a garment, which right. otherwise, what right. do you do with your single skeins that you impulse bought right. or whatever? 
and lots of people figuring out how to use the single skeins together. We've seen that trend going for a couple of years now with the fade type garments and fade type shawls, but just lots of combining. I love it. Love all the colors. Yeah, we had quite a few people also come into the booth with yarn they purchased at other vendors to match it. That's true. So that was fun. Yeah. And people who purchased from Kim in previous years come back and say, I want this color again. And unfortunately, we didn't have it. But, (laughs) you know, Kim can custom dye it. So that always works out. And one of the interesting ways of using different skeins together, I get to see in person Stitch and Senorita, who is Stacy. We see her here every year. And she came up to say hi. And before I knew it was her, I was looking at her from her back view. And I was noticing she was wearing a super simple summer sweater by Hohilo Catelli, which I knit one last year and I love it. I wear it all the time. And she had knit hers in different color stripes, which seems like obviously I should have thought of that myself, but <laughs> seeing it in person, it was striking. They were different shades of greens and some of them were multicolored and some of them were solid. And as I was looking at her, I thought, I could totally do that with all my different pinks. And I, the way she had done it were big stripes, not yeah, like the, not skinny stripes. Right, like big stripes of, like the sweater pattern. As, as yeah. the sweater, but just different stripes. Yes. yes. So, Sorry. <laughs> no, but I, we saw lots of smaller stripes sweaters. We did, so, yes. Yeah. So I just wanted to differentiate that. Yeah. So I have already been planning how I'm going to use all of my different pinks in stripes to knit another super simple summer sweater because I want to knit another one anyway, but I don't have enough weight. It's a DK or worsted weight sweater. I don't have enough yarn and stash to make that work, but I have so much fingering weight. I can hold double to make that gauge work. So I'm really excited about that plan. So that was, thank you, Stacy. A, uh, Super exciting moment for me yesterday to think, (laughs) wow, I could totally do that with all of my pinks. Or maybe even, uh, maybe even do it so that you're holding, I don't think it's called marling. Um, Stephen West uses it in some blankets he uses. So going from one stripe to the next, I would hold the same pink in two stripes, change one of the pinks in the second stripe, and so on, so that there's a marled effect, so yeah, they really blend of, together. That's, that's been around for a long yeah. time. Lots of people do that, and it's pretty cool. <laughs> yes, I might do that. So yeah. here we go. I'm, I'm fantasy knitting on the fly. So what was one of your highlights from yesterday, Charlene? Let's see. I did see one sweater that Gail and I actually saw this sweater on Friday. It's a new design by Vera Valimaki called Old School. And it's a lacy pullover sweater. I believe it was knit in, was it just a mohair or was it a mohair? And another lace. And and a lace weight. So it was really thin, ethereal fabric. Basically two lace weights held together. And when I looked it up on Ravelry, I did see another Raveler who had made it out of a lace weight and a fingering held together. And based on the way the sweater draped in the photos, I'm really more drawn to probably the lace weight and the fingering weight held together. So I'm thinking about that sweater for myself too. (laughs) 
And I think these went into our cues last night, too. We had, there was some cue embellishment that yes. went on last night. <laughs> yeah, the second one that I'm knitting for sure is called the Super Chunky Magnolia Cardigan. Or just the, maybe it's bulky, that's what it is, bulky Magnolia Cardigan. And we saw someone wearing it. And it is a combination of DK weight held, held doubled with a silk mohair lace. And it is somewhat cropped, but very simple cardigan that has a very, very pretty flower floral motif around the bottom with some baubles in it. And this woman had made her own buttons also. I think maybe that's the instructions for that are in the pattern. Because mm. I think the pattern picture also had buttons made with the same fabric but it was so cute it was just a very beautiful cardigan version of this whole new yarns held doubled with mohair to give the fuzzy effect mm -hmm. and as soon as she walked by I thought to myself that is beautiful and I stopped her and I asked her and we chatted about it and that went directly into my queue last <laughs> night and I was fantasy stocking my own stash and I was thinking okay well I'm here I don't have enough DK weight in my stash in any one color, so, oh, I'll buy some. And then I was thinking, well, do you really need to do that? And I thought, how much fingering weight, how many big quantities of fingering weight do I have that I could hold doubled to make that? And I have enough of my Tosh Merino Light Molly Ringwald to hold doubled with a light pink silk mohair. So I am so excited about that. I will probably be casting that on very soon. That's the level of excitement I have for that particular <laughs> sweater. Did you have another? I wanted to mention that yesterday, Gail and I, what we were wearing, basically. Oh, we were forgetting. <laughs> we were both wearing fuzzy mohair sweaters. And a lot of people came up to us and commented on that. Because I guess Gail wearing pink, me wearing a lavender gray. We were both in our color elements and it made us feel both happy. Yes. And here we were in these fuzzy sweaters. <laughs> I was wearing my Sorrel. Sorrel. Thank you. <laughs> I blanked out on the name there. And a lot of folks came up to me and asked what sweater it was. The Sorrel that I knit, I knit in Western Sky Knits. It's the MCN in a forget-me-not colorway, which is mostly a purple lavender gray leaning, but with quite a few speckles of other colors in there. Very, very much a me colorway. And I loved the way the sweater turned out. If you haven't seen the sorrel pattern, it is a pullover with elongated stitches that go down the yoke that look like larger stitches of stockinette in lines going up and down the yoke. And it's very attractive. It creates a nice line on the body. It's, it's just a fun sweater to knit. And of course, fun to wear as well. Which is when good you're because amongst knitters. <laughs> you were doubtful about the fit of that. I was doubtful about the fit of that. There were some mathematical oddities I thought in the pattern that didn't work out for me, and I never quite figured out how to make them work, but I figured out that if I just knit the pattern, 
it worked for me. So I'm glad you got lots of compliments on that yesterday. Yes, and you did too. What were you wearing? I was wearing my ranunculus, which I shopped for specifically here last year. And mine is made from a strand of silk mohair lace from Western Sky Knits in her colorway blush, which is a very, very light pink. And the second strand is a lace weight from Neighborhood Fiber Company called Masonette, which she no longer sells, very, very sadly. But I was rocking the light pink fluffy sweater, and Charlene was rocking her pinky gray or purpley gray sweater. And it was so much a statement of us. We just are. <laughs> Very much so. It was so much us and how we make a good pair because we both, <laughs> coincidentally, this was completely unplanned. We were both wearing white collared shirts underneath our sweaters. And they were slightly different, but still kind of similar, which was Mm -hmm. kind of funny. And it was just so us. It was. It was. And today. I enjoyed that. Yeah, very much. And today, so (laughs) we're going to take a picture of the sleeves of our four sweaters each that we brought to Stitches to show you how funny our color palettes are this year. Every sweater Charlene brought is purple to gray. Yeah. Every sweater I brought is pink, some shade of pink. (laughs) So I decided on day one, I was going to coordinate my sweaters with Charlene's sweaters. (laughs) So we wore fuzzy mohair together. And today, my sweater, I'm going to wear Clio, which is a bright pink that goes with the pops of color in the sweater she's wearing today. And then tomorrow, we're going to wear... Nothing is matchy-matchy, really, but... They play off they of each coordinate. other perfectly yes. for our personalities. Yes, they do. It's very they sweet do. and cute. <laughs> I'm, I'm, a, I'm just silly glowing, almost like the, the effect of my tutu. It's that same <laughs> level of uh, just makes me so happy that we are out there just looking like we feel on the inside. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and the last thing that I want to mention that I noticed this year is that there does not seem to be that one trendy sweater. No, right? Remember how last year we saw Zweig. the Zweig sweater? That was it. We saw lots of other Caitlin Hunter sweaters as well last year. But there were too many to count on your fingers, mm-hmm. Zweigs, walking around. So many of them you couldn't turn around without bumping into a Zweig sweater. That's true. And this year, much more individualism. Everybody's wearing different sweaters. There, there isn't any one thing that I can put my any one garment or pattern that I can say I've noticed more frequently. Yeah, there's a lot of color work, a lot of color work, but very varied, different designer color work, yeah. which is beautiful. There are a lot of love notes. I've noticed. There are. Not to the same level of the number of spikes last yes. year, but there are a lot of love notes. Yes. And there's a lot of mohair out there of yes. various designs. Yeah. Yeah. Very pretty palette out there on the the, the show showroom it floor. Really the is. Sh- it <laughs> the marketplace really is. floor. It's not a showroom. It feels like a knitting <laughs> showroom sometimes. And I went to take a picture of the wedding dress yesterday that I talked about from day one. And it was not there, and I almost cried, and Charlene said, well, that's because it's in the fashion show tonight. That was my guess. It was probably in the fashion show last night, so it'll probably be back. Yes, so I will take a picture, hopefully, today. Okay. 
there we go. Recap of day two. <laughs> and we're just about ready to leave for day three. Very yes. excited. And here we are, the final day of Stitches, doing our recap of day three. So what did we wear yesterday? I was wearing my Love Note sweater yesterday, made in Western Sky Knits Merino 17 and one strand of the mohair lace. I wore it since I was working in the booth for a little while, and it's always nice to have a sample to show people what a specific yarn knits up to look like. And of course, I love my Love Note sweater. <laughs> a very popular pattern. We did see quite a few Love Note sweaters yesterday on the show floor. And how about you, Gail? What did you wear? I was wearing my Clio sweater by Elizabeth Doherty, and mine was in a yarn that cannot be found here. It was Woolmai's DK, mm. and got a lot of compliments on the sweater. Yes, it's a did. very, very bright pink. So Charlene's sweater had some pops of pink, so I was kind of playing off of her pops <laughs> of pink yesterday. But we, again, were representing... We were looking on the outside like we feel on the inside, I think. Yes. <laughs> our clothes very, very closely represented our personalities yesterday, which was fun. Yes, and we put a photo, a mirror selfie on Instagram that we took, and that was fun because I, my comment on the photo was something like, we're nothing if not predictable in our color choices. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> So that was nice to represent our colors for the day. And we each had something we were stocking as oh, a result yes. of yesterday's tours around the show floor. Yeah, one of the sweaters that I saw in several booths was the Sheer V sweater. I saw this as a sample in several booths, I should clarify. And that is a sweater by Jessie May Martinson. She is the same person who wrote the pattern for the Ripple Bralette that I knit a couple months ago. And this sweater is also a combination of a lace weight and a mohair knit together. Well, actually, now that I look at the pattern page, it, well, it could be a lace weight or it could be a fingering, it looks like. There are several yarn suggestions on the pattern page. And they're knit together for most of the body of the sweater, but there is a V-neck pattern where the V is only knit in the sheer, in the mohair. So it looks like illusion type fabric but of course if you've knitted in a color you get you can just see a little bit of that hint of color really cute makes me want to knit this one there was another another one of her sweaters oh diaphanous sleeve diaphanous sleeves raglan we saw someone wearing that sweater as well that sweater is not something that i would probably knit but I do like the idea of that one where the designer takes the mohair and it's a top-down raglan, but the sleeves are only knit in the mohair, whereas the body of the sweater itself is knit in the mohair and the fingering together, but then the sleeves are just the mohair. So it's an interesting 
concept to add and take away yarn from different parts of the sweater. And I think it's also, it could also be a strategy if you're short on yarn. <laughs> oh, that's true. Really. Yeah, if you're short on one particular yarn to maybe make it work. That's so. actually a really good observation. Yeah. And so what what are you stocking after the day? I had noticed this pattern on Ravelry prior to arriving here, but hadn't really given it much of a second glance. It's called Paper Daisies, and the designer is Lisa K. Ross. It was designed for Miss Babs Winter 2020 collection, and we saw it live and in person in the Miss Babs booth here, and it is adorable. And the colorwork motif is daisies, and it looks like the daisy paper chain you would cut out with scissors. Very cute. Yeah, it's really adorable, and the sample is in a beautifully bright purple with white daisies that have a little yellow center. And I have yarn in my stash that I think will work perfectly for this. So it was one of those fantasy moments where you see a sweater you really like and realize you have yarn in stash that would work. Love it. Yeah. This one was actually written for sport weight, Miss Babs Yummy 3-ply. But I think I'm going to use a sweater quantity of non-superwash yarn I have at home. So I'll be swatching for that sometime in the future. That's Paper Daisies by Lisa K. Ross. And there was one other one that I saw yesterday. I didn't actually see the pattern, but someone that we were talking with was shopping for yarn for this pattern. It's a cowl called Callan Mai, which is spelled unusually C-A-L-A-N-M-A-I. And it's by Vullenvine, she, I think her name is Kristen. She dyes beautiful yarn. She has a podcast. And this cowl is a skein of fingering held doubled with a skein of silk mohair lace. And it is, it's not a cable. It looks like, kind of looked like a cable at first, but it's not. Kind of X's that intersect along mm -hmm. the, the body of the cowl with little beads where the X's cross. Nice. And it's really, really pretty. It, like I said, one skein of each held doubled. And it just looks like it would be a super fun knit. And you'd have this lovely soft cowl yeah. as a result. So that's Callan Mai by Vullenbein. Also high up on my radar. And then yesterday was also the day when we had a little meetup in the afternoon there were several other podcasters there as well. Barb and Tracy from the Two Knitlet Chicks invited their listeners. And Kelly and Marsha from Two U's were there. And there were lots of friends, lots of knitting, lots of sharing of projects. And both Gail and I felt like there's, for us, much more of a focus on experiences this year rather than the shopping yeah neither of us had items that we had to shop for we were both very relaxed about being in the marketplace nothing that we had to go see in fact it took us a couple days to actually get around the entire marketplace because we were helping out in booths or we were 
experiencing things. We were talking with people. Shopping with friends. So going yeah. around with friends who had specific things they were looking for, yeah. which is fun. Yes, exactly. And then stopping and chatting some more. So it was much more experience-related than shopping intensive. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's making it much more enjoyable for yes, me, too. It's I'm, not I feel that a commercial way. event. Yes, I feel that way as well. And I also feel like I have been stalking and not necessarily queuing, but a little queuing, but mostly stalking, getting ideas for sweaters, seeing lots of new things. We had mentioned, I think previously, maybe the first day, seeing that nubby yarn. Slub. The slubby yarn, that's it. And we're see- things like that. We see something, we think about it, it's inspiring. How would we want to use this? What project would we use it for? Mm-hmm. And that's been fun. Both Gail and I have been lost in looking up things on our yes. phones. We're looking up patterns. We're looking for something to use a specific yarn for. We're yeah, it's scrolling good. through yes. projects people have knit in yeah. specific yarns to Look get ideas. Look at this sweater. And, Look yeah. at this project. And that's been nice. Much more of a focus on that this year. Yeah. Like, how can we use the yarn that we already have in Stash? Correct. Yeah. So that's been really fun. And I don't usually spend time in the evening stocking. Usually I'm knitting, but either. last night right. I did not do much knitting. I did a lot more <laughs> stocking than I did knitting. Yeah. So I think that's been much more of a focus this Stitches West. So that was the recap for day three. Day four today is a shorter day. Everything closes at four. And we will be helping Kim and Heather tear down the Western Sky booth, yeah. which is has much less yarn in it now than it much did less when we started. <laughs> which is always the goal. Yes, we actually have been helping a lot in the booth because it has been so busy. Yesterday, there was literally a line of people waiting to check out in the booth, which was phenomenal. Thank you to our sponsor for February, Western Sky Knits. We are home from Stitches West, and our website is open again for business, where you will find our gorgeous hand-dyed brights, speckles, and tonals in a huge selection of bases. Western Sky Knits has a super soft Merino 17 in worsted, DK, and fingering, Magnolia Sock in Merino Cashmere Nylon Blend, a beautiful mohair silk lace blend, Aspen Silk, Smooth Sock, and our bulky base Biggie. We'll also be introducing our new Slubby Fingering Base and our Wyoming Grown Non Superwash Rambouillet. The slubby base creates a unique fabric with little tufts reminiscent of hand-spun yarns. And I have to say, the slub almost completely sold out at Stitches yeah, West. there were literally only, I think, four skeins yes, left that, it she, was that we packed up. very popular. It was awesome. Very, very popular. So it was great to see so many of you at Stitches West. And Western Sky Knits will be at Yarnfest in Loveland, Colorado, the last weekend of April. See you there. Thank you, Kim. Thank you, so Western much fun Sky Knits. To hang out with her. It was. Absolutely. <laughs>
All right, so the recap of the final day of Stitches, which we were supposed to do before we left Stitches on Sunday, but we were so tired, there was no chance. No chance, and we wanted, both of us wanted to get home to dinner with our families that night, so we were on a time crunch. Yes, we were. So we're recording this a couple days after Stitches, looking fondly back on it. (laughs) It's funny, I listened Charlene and I have both listened to the previous days we recorded, and you could tell our energy level was going down <laughs> each day. So by Sunday morning, we were like quieter, and it was pretty funny. Most excited, <laughs> slightly less excited, slightly less excited, and now, to, today now back to just normal. normal. Yeah, exactly, just normal. So, what did we wear on Sunday? What did you wear? I wore my puntilla. Pullover, which is a pattern by Hohi Locatelli. If you look at the, the pattern on Ravelry, it's a slightly oversized pullover. And the unique feature of this sweater is that it has little lace layers, insets at the wrists, the cuffs, and the hem of the sweater. I, for whatever reason, I wasn't in a lacy mood when I finished it, so I finished it off with just an extra layer of ribbing that hangs out from the first layer of the sweater. So it almost looks like I'm layered in sweaters, but I'm not. <laughs> but it's a very cool effect. Yeah, someone I remember walked up to you at the show and said, is that the one that looks like two sweaters? Yes. <laughs> and sure enough, it was. Yeah, so that was very... Fun to wear. It was a thin fingering weight because Sunday they seemed to have forgotten to turn on the air conditioning in the hall, it felt like. <laughs> but that was great because it's usually so hot we can't wear sweaters. So yeah. we were both able to keep our sweaters on all day long. Yeah, that's true. So that was what I wore. What did you wear on Sunday? I wore my May Pop hoodie sweater, which I finished for our Colors of Fall knit along last year. And that was the first time I wore it in public. It was by Susanna Winter. And it is in, was it Merlot? Was that the colorway name last year? I think think it was Merlot. I can't remember anymore. But I loved wearing it so much. I was so happy when I put it on. I've worn it, I think I've worn around the house once and for finished object pictures. But this is the first time it's ever been out in public. And I just love that sweater. I love the fabric. I love the weight. The one thing I did realize as we were walking around was that the weight of the hood does pull the sweater back Mm. on my shoulders, which is fairly predictable for a raglan construction. So that I shouldn't have been surprised about. I just kept readjusting it back forward (laughs) on my body. But love that sweater, the Maypop hoodie, which Charlene and I both knit for the Colors of Fall last season. Finally put the buttons on mine and I've only worn mine very briefly a couple times like you around the house I haven't really had an outing wearing it yet but I hope to soon now that the weather's so mild in fact extremely mild it's almost yeah it's almost 80 degrees at the end of February and we haven't had 
a drop of rain the entire month of February. Yeah. It's supposed to rain this weekend. Oh, okay. Yeah, but that will officially be May, actually. So we may have a whole February without March. Rain. March, sorry. <laughs> M-A, but not M-A-Y. Let's not push the timeline too much further. Yes. Yeah. March. Okay. Can't believe it's almost March, but there and you go. You and I should really make sure we get finished object pictures together in our May Pops. Yes, we should. Because it was a should. long time between when we were knitting the same sweater at the same time. You and I used to do that a lot. Yes. And we're back into that groove right yes, now. Yes, we are. And also that sweater took a long time to knit because there was a lot of yardage mm -hmm. because the hood, the sweater, long sleeves... And I don't have any photos of it yet, so we should do that. I have photos, and I don't like them very much. They were not great. <laughs> okay. All right. We so, plan to do that. Yeah. And what were some of your highlights of day four? Sunday, we walked around the show floor. It's interesting, because even though we were there for several days, we never really made an entire circuit of the whole show floor. Which is very large. It's just... It takes a long time yes. to get from one side to the other. It's just too big and we had other things we were also doing as well besides just walking the show floor so it took us several days to get around the show floor and Sunday morning we walked around to see some booths that we missed and also some booths that we knew we wanted to get back to which included several booths where we were picking up prizes for our knockers retreat which is in april our next so big event that's our next big event coming up the northern california knitting retreat many thanks to everyone who donated a prize and we'll be creating a list of prize donors in the northern california knitting retreat group on ravelry thank you very much we noticed that Sunday this year was, in my estimation, I believe it was slightly busier than previous Sundays at Stitches had been. I and it I, was much busier. Much busier, like yeah. At one point, we kind of the guide is when you stand in the longest corridor break, can you look all the way from one side of the convention center <laughs> to the yes. other? That's without good. it being thronged with people. And there was never really a time we could do that. Yeah. And previous years, you could do that just about any time during the day on Sunday and see from one end of the hall to the other. Yeah. And we think that was because this year, Sunday was a free day. And it enabled, perhaps enabled people who otherwise could not attend the show to attend and also the funny thing we noticed <laughs> was that sunday was family day since yep. it was free day there were many many non-knitting family members mostly non-knitting husbands we assume they were non-knitting they did not look like knitters they did not have the same level of engagement they were obviously just yes passengers on this ride <laughs> When I that's why I was saying this very carefully because the 
the non-knitting husbands that I am speaking of were the ones that very obviously were standing in the aisles holding packages. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> they were yarn mules on Sunday. Very, And most of them did not look disgruntled about it at all. They were no, not at all. Along for the ride. Yes. Yeah, it was not great. Not at all. They were, for, for the most part, very agreeable and friendly when you greeted them. And most actually seemed very happy to be there. So that's lovely. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> it's probably fun to see an event that perhaps you have heard your partner talk about for years and years and to get to see it in person. Yeah, I think, I don't get me wrong, I do not want to bring Mike to Stitches ever because... I do not want to bring my husband either. Right. And even my kids, <laughs> I mean, if they wanted to come hang out with me for an hour, that would be fine. But... I still think it would be interesting for them to see what the event is like and how we interact with people and things like that. It would be really fun for the, from, from that perspective. But to have to entertain any of them while I'm shopping is not something that I would right. prefer to. I, as much as I love them all. Yes, I do not want to do that either. So for whatever reason, we did notice that Sunday was family day and it was equally fun and equally interesting a bit more opportunity for people watching, which is always fun. And lots of yarn still flew out the door on Sunday, too. Yeah, <laughs> there, was, there were a lot of purchases on Sunday that we saw. Lots of people with very full bags. And there was one booth that we did make it back to. So Western Sky Knits is kind of on one end of the convention center. Not the extreme end, but towards one end. And at the complete other side of the convention center, the very first row of booths, there was a booth that had hand-spun yarn from Rwanda that was very pretty. There was wool that was hand-spun with wheels, and there was mm -hmm. cotton that was hand-spun on spindles. And if you don't know what a spindle is, it's a little, usually wooden, not always wooden though, device that you hook the fiber on and then you drop it and you use your hands to manipulate the fibers that gather around the spindle to form yarn and i cannot imagine how many hours of spindle spinning went into each one of these true. skeins of yarn true remarkable and they also had some beautiful african print skirts and they had beautiful felted little stuffed animals and they oh, had yes those bags. animals were adorable they were adorable they had a lion, a zebra, a gorilla. Giraffe. A giraffe. Online, they also had a lion because I did go look. I wanted to purchase one of the skirts, but they didn't have it in my size. Mm. So I will put links to their online stores in the Ravelry thread for this episode because I don't know if there was one name for the whole booth. I think there were different names for the different products. Yeah, I was confused about that too, and I... I kind of lingered in that booth a little bit because I wanted to speak with somebody that worked there just to find out more about the yarn that was created. But from the display in the booth, what it looked like, and I could be wrong on this, but what it looked like was it was a women's collective, maybe 150 craftswomen who created 
the yarn and possibly, I'm not sure if the same women who do the yarn also do the felted items. Yeah, I'm not And there were some leather bags. So there were a few things. They may have had items from different crafting collectives. Yeah. Yeah. And those little smocked dresses that were so cute. (laughs) So cute. But I couldn't, I, they were so busy, which is great. Yeah, it was very wonderful. I was never able to speak with somebody about the yarn, but I would have liked to have found out, for example, how the colors were achieved. I assume that they were natural dyes that are then indigenous to the region, which is really cool. Yeah, because I saw something about a cosmos flower, which, was associated with, I think, the yellow yarn, mm-hmm. which made me think, oh, is that similar to the marigold that yeah, we're familiar and with? That's, that's so exactly, I, I wanted to ask about that, and I was never able to speak with anybody because they were busy. Yes, so which is a good thing. It's a good thing that they were busy. They were selling lots of items, lots of yarn, lots of crafts. It was a very powerful booth because... You knew that the women in these collectives really needed to have the work, really needed to have this opportunity to sell their crafts. So it was very cool. And this feels really weird to say. It probably sounds really weird to hear it. But I could feel like an energy in that booth, Mm. like not from the people in the booth, but from the items in the booth. Mm -hmm. Like a good energy touching mm-hmm. the skirts and looking mm-hmm. at the skirts. It just gave me the a very positive feeling. The skirts were beautiful. Feeling. Yeah. Beautiful. They were so pretty. Yeah. Very, very vibrant prints and colors. And they were floofy skirts. Not floofy. Let's say they were very full skirts. So I could almost imagine being able to wear my tutu underneath one. Mm-hmm. They, I had thought that too. Yeah. They looked like you could wear like a crinoline type yeah. of thing beneath them. Yeah. So they were very, very beautiful. Yeah. Gail actually tried a couple on and I wasn't in the mood to try them on, but I might go back and look at the website. Yeah. The one I want, they didn't have it in my size on the website mm. yet either. So I'm going to keep stalking it. Yeah. 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 It's very awkward to try to try on a skirt in a booth that doesn't have any privacy when I was already wearing a skirt. So it was pretty tricky. It was, yeah, Yeah. that was a little iffy because they did not have a place where you could disrobe. (laughs) (laughs) So you kind of had to try it on over your existing clothes. And because the booth was so crowded, it was awkward. Yeah. But again, I will link to the online sites in the thread for this group. And did you have any garments, knit garments that you saw? Because I have the one. I don't remember stocking or queuing anything that day. What did you see? The Grace cardigan. Oh, which yes. Charlene has knit. In I the past. love my Grace cardigan. I vividly remember it. It has a very pretty kind of mesh lace pattern at the top of the yoke. And the rest is just just plain stockinette. I shouldn't say just plain stockinette <laughs> because that's not how I feel about it. It is stockinette. And it's just a very pretty light cardigan. It's fingering weight. Is it by Jane Richmond? I think so. Yeah. And I don't even remember. I should look that up. I don't remember where I saw the cardigan and which booth it was in. But I am going to open the Ravelry page that will tell me. Who the design? Yes, it's Jane Richmond. 
Yes, I so. really enjoyed knitting that sweater. I remember that specifically. I enjoyed knitting it. And I specifically remember going to Hearts with you to get buttons for that sweater. Yes. Victorian Gothic. That's that the name too. of the colorway. Yeah. Victorian Gothic. <laughs> so I really liked the Grace Cardigan by Jean Richmond. And I really liked wearing my Maypop cardigan <laughs> by Suzanne Winter. We also finally got around to the Lolo Body Care booth on Sunday. We had passed that many times throughout the weekend, <laughs> but every time we had passed by, the owner, Kismet, was deep in conversation or sales, something, and we, because we wanted to say hello and chat a little bit, of course we don't want to interrupt any customers mm -hmm. so we kept saying we'll come back when she's less busy we'll come back when she's less busy well it never got less busy right. every time we went by so we finally had to find a free moment on sunday and just wait our turn and i picked up some face cream that i really like Face and pudding. Face pudding. Thank you. And Charlene and I each like a different one. A different I like one, beautiful. Yes. I like, I like the amazing, one that right? has, yes, I think it is called Amazing. It has argon oil, I think, in it, which seems good on my face. And I also picked up a cuticle stick, which those are fabulous on my cuticles. And I picked up a couple of their lip balms because you can never have too many lip balms. At least I can't. I have them sitting everywhere yes. in my house. I'm the same with my hand creams and stuff. Yes. In, my, in this bag and that bag yes. and this spot and that spot and they're scattered everywhere because yes. I don't want to have to get up and walk across the house, which is very small, to actually grab <laughs> <laughs> That's just me being lazy. So yes. that was nice to have a chance to chat with Kismet and thank her in person for being our newest one sponsor. of our new sponsors yeah. this year and she donated a lot of very fun things to the retreat yes the she donated as well there'll be some little goodies in the goodie bags yeah from lolo body care so thank you very much lolo body care so stitches 2020 overall i think was hands down my favorite stitches so far much more of a focus on experiences on people not so much purchasing and definitely I felt much more calm yeah just in terms of oh, I have to I didn't have this feeling that I had to get anything before it sold out yeah that sort of feeling it was very more relaxed more relaxed yes. that's a better way of saying it and that's a better way to do a trade show if yes. you have to do a trade show. <laughs> and it's interesting because it was a combination of relaxed and exciting. Not only is Stitches West always exciting, but it was so exciting to spend so much time in the Western Sky Knits booth because it was so thrumming with mm -hmm. happy people and yarn purchases and everybody in there was so excited that the energy level was really high in like a... I've had just the right amount of caffeine and sugar, but I'm not jittery kind of way. It like literally like was giving me energy. It was just fantastic. Yeah. So, and meeting so many listeners who we'd never met before and visiting with those that we have. It's always just the highlight of the weekend. We had a lot of listeners come up and greet us 
this weekend, which we really enjoyed and were so grateful for. And it was so lovely to meet all of you. of you. I, I have to say, sometimes there were listeners that came up in the booth when myself or Gail might have been helping another customer and everyone was still so gracious and kind and Mm -hmm. made it work. (laughs) Yes, it was fantastic. And for those of you who actually told us that you were overcoming your shyness, maybe for the first time in years, (laughs) thank you very much. We appreciate it. We do. So that was another year in the books. Stitches 2020. Yay. (laughs) Thank you for listening. Happy knitting. Happy knitting, everyone. Bye-bye. You can find our podcast on iTunes at Yarniacs Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniacs.com. We have a friendly and engaging Yarniacs Podcast Ravelry group. My Ravelry name is Knitter Ninja Shar. Gail's is Gaily Whaley. You can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs or on Instagram at Yarniac and at Gaily Whaley. 